This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It is going to be a beauty weekend, not just weather-wise. You're saying like 20, 21 degrees with sunshine expected through the weekend. But also, hockey fans, <laughs> playoffs starting here. This is going to be great. Do you have a TV outdoors, Jim? you have an no, outside TV? No, I don't. I, I, I'm thinking about getting a projector or something and projecting it onto my shed. That's always fun. Yeah. Your shed is white, isn't it? Do you have a white shed? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be per- perfect. perfect. Oh, I thought you were going to cr- criticize that. I'm like, that's ideal. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even need to put a screen up. You can yeah. just do it right on the side there. I, I had, like, my buddy brought one over and we were playing like old school Super Nintendo games last summer. It was sweet. Yeah. A lot of people getting into the backyard viewing now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Do you buy an outdoor TV or do you just. Because TVs are so cheap now. The outdoor ones are pretty pricey, but you could probably burn through about five or six regular TVs before you get to the cost of what an outdoor TV is. Oh, I've never heard of that. So it's like a waterproof outdoor TV, Yeah, I think so. I guess it depends where it's... If it's in a covered area, you might be okay with just the regular one. If you have it out in the elements, you might need one of the Mm -hmm. designated outdoor TVs. Because I have a little covered area, the barbecue's mm-hmm. under there. Just it's, it's not big. It's big enough for a barbecue and a TV, basically. Mm-hmm. And the TV I have out there, I bought for $50 used off of Facebook Marketplace. So I don't care what happens to it. <laughs> right? Sweet, yeah. Yeah, leave it out in a tornado, whatever. Wrap a little san- uh, saran wrap around it just in case. <laughs> Cuts down on the glare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <A little> wax paper? <laughs> what? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the outdoor space has become such a big thing over the past year. And you can tell if you go to buy patio furniture or anything for for outside. You know, everyone's trying to set up their outdoor living room. And uh, patio furniture is tough. Is getting a text. Guys, just put indoor furniture outside. That works, too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you're a college student, it's definitely the best thing ever. But, uh... It gets ruined pretty quickly. I'm not joking. Just cover it up like you cover the TV. Okay, well, remember when grandmas would have plastic around, like, I don't know how they did that after they bought it or if it came that way, but there'd be, like, the plastic wrap around the floral pattern couch. Grandma's couch would almost look vacuum sealed, wouldn't it? (laughs) Like, they really, they'd get that plastic on there perfectly. Yeah, you know, you can judge grandma all you want, but there was no stains. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't the big concern with indoor furniture outdoors that animals will start living mm-hmm. in it? Yeah, that M- happens. Mice and squirrels? Yeah. How do you know it happens? Uh, we had one in college, like <laughs> one of those couches with the legs cut off the bottom On of the it. front porch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and what was living inside? I, I don't know, but there was holes and feces, so I'm assuming mice. But boy, those couches get comfortable when they're weathered a little bit. Oh, eh? yeah. You fall right into them. It's like a baseball glove when you oil it. <laughs> you Put leave, her in the fridge for a couple days. Leave a couch on the front porch. <laughs> you're going to have no trouble working that baby in. <laughs> Big bust by the Hamilton police, Jim. Mm-hmm, yeah, they busted a few drug dealers that had uh, a bunch of fentanyl, which is always scary. Super scary. Um, a lot of other drugs, cocaine. Um, not only that, they found a bunch of, uh, uh, weapons, uh, guns and something I'd never seen before until I saw this. I've never seen a picture of this. I've never even heard the term before. It's called blast knuckles. 
Not brass knuckles. No, no. They're kind of similar, though, but like the modern-day version. They're called blast knuckles, and they sit on your, your fist just like brass knuckles would. But on the outside of them is a strip that is like a taser. So they so they shine like a blue light, and then so you, essentially you punch a guy with brass knuckles, and then it also tases him simultaneously. It, it seriously looks like... It, it, it looks like something that... Tony Stark would call down from his like satellite that would go on his fist like Iron Man, and he'd use as a weapon. So are these things glowing? They're glow. They glow blue. I think. I think when you put them in your hands, that it, it it activates them, like starts the trigger or whatever. So in the picture, the guy's got two blast knuckles, one on each fist, and they're literally glowing blue, just like a taser is when you when you hit the trigger. Uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Shocker. Remember uh, Shocker from Spider Man, the guy with the the two. Uh, <laughs> Electrical gloves? Exactly, exactly. The, you, the, the the poor man's version of that. Like with these blast knuckles, can you can you hit your fists together and make it like spark and glow just uh, to intimidate the guy before totally. you go after him? Or would you electrocute yourself? Short them out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But talk about an intimidation factor. Like, geez, the person blast the person knuckles. in the uh, photos is wearing rubber gloves. So I feel like this might be like a handle with care type of weapon, but. I'm just surprised I've never seen these before. I, I know a guy who ordered, he got attacked uh, in his home and he was really freaked out about it afterwards. And he ordered online something called the Great Canadian Equalizer. And it was like a billy club with uh, a taser on the end of it. And he's like, I'm like, well, Great Canadian Equalizer, what's this? I open it up and I'm like, dude, I don't think you're supposed to have that. <laughs> This sounds like it's like illegal. It sounds highly illegal. He's like, oh, well, why are they selling it online? I'm like, there's <laughs> lots of stuff they're selling online yeah. that you shouldn't have. Wait, wait. Are, were you on the internet or the dark web? Where? What do you mean online? <laughs> what a name. <laughs> the Great Canadian Equalizer. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. He better be careful. I hope it has like a wrist strap on it so that the... Bad potential guys don't burglar, get it. yeah, because that would be the worst. You get you get equalized with your own great Canadian equalizer. <laughs> it truly is equal then, that way, I guess. Blast knuckles, I, I've never seen either, Jim. This is mm-hmm. I think we're living in an age where we truly underappreciate because we're so inundated it, with it in TV shows and movies. We underappreciate how much stuff that is straight out of a comic book exists. You got these things. Yeah. You got the the gravity jet packs. I've talked about this on the show. The guy who flies around mm-hmm. with, with the hand jets and he can take off and land with precision. Truly looks like a superhero, an Avenger, mm-hmm. when he's flying around with this thing. And uh, speaking of superheroes, Silver Surfer, there's now the the, the legit hoverboard that a guy was flying around L.A. It's like a long surfboard, and it's exactly drone, what you yeah. wanted a hoverboard like, to like be. Like a yeah. big drone that you can ride like a skateboard. Yeah. Um, We're there, folks. We are, man. You know, you see the hoverboard guy going up against the blast knuckles guy? <laughs> Let's go. Okay, the ultimate, ultimate fighting championship. We should bring in, like, it'll be a mix of UFC and BattleBots. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Well, that's it for Ellen DeGeneres. She made this announcement on her show yesterday. I am announcing that next season, season 19, is going to be my last season. Two years ago, I signed a deal for three more years, and I always knew in my heart that season 19 would be my last. 
She's calling it quits. One more, so this fall will be the start of the final season of the Ellen DeGeneres talk show. Hmm. And she says it's not because of the allegations about her and the way she treats her employees. You're rolling your eyes, well, Jim. Maybe. But I mean, the, you know, who knows? Maybe. She's got enough money, you know, she can retire or do something different totally. But it's, let's be serious. It would be uh, hard not to want to quit after that. She did do an interview with The Hollywood Reporter and admitted that the allegations about uh, her not treating employees well, abuse in the workplace. She says that those accusations were hurtful, that they almost destroyed her. She said she considered she almost didn't come back this season after those allegations. She almost just said, forget it. I'm quitting now. But she was talked into coming back. The whole thing made her a stronger person. She's learned a lot. And uh, she's a better person because of it. You can tell, though, I, I don't know. I've seen clips of the show, and I just you really get the sense that she's not into it this year. I have no reference point, to be honest. I don't really watch the show. I've, I've seen a few episodes like back in the day, like 10 years ago. I she, she's, she, she's not dancing as hard anymore. She still, it is pretty hard to... To be the fun I mean, dancing lady when everyone really, says you're a terrible person. Yeah, it takes the wind out of your sails when you think like she's probably dancing backstage and then like kicking an intern. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's obviously Down not violent. Down a flight violent. of stairs. <laughs> yeah, I am, doing, boom. A, doing a spin and then just... <laughs> woof, woof. Out of my way, loser. I like how she's like, the allegations were hurtful, and I'm sure they were, but not as hurtful as being screamed at by Ellen DeGeneres when you have no power and no money. Like, <laughs> it's not that out of the realm of possibility that somebody in that position is is incredibly rude to people. Are you sure there's not something else going on here? Because you seem to be very anti-Ellen. I, no, I don't. Is, well, is there a personal uh, vendetta you have no. against her or something? Well, I have been told I look like Ellen DeGeneres before. <laughs> in college... I lived with a couple guys on the basketball team, and the basketball players would come over and be like, they'd either call me Ellen DeGeneres or Macaulay Culkin. But I got no problem with Macaulay Culkin. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, did, like, I didn't have a haircut for like six months in college, and I did look a lot like Ellen. Not, well, not my finest look. The white, the white pantsuit with sneakers that you'd always wear didn't, yeah. didn't help the and situation. I, I would, like, I'd be dancing down the college hallways, Niagara College. Straddling Hello. the coffee tables. <laughs> Hey! Hey! Woo! And then I'd always point to a DJ, and yeah. then, then everybody look at the DJ, and then he'd point back at me. Kick someone down a flight of stairs. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Throw a serving tray <laughs> in an intern's face. I have never made that connection before, but I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to look at you again and not think Ellen DeGeneres, I'm Jim. Gonna, in honor of her retirement, I'm going to put on a collared dress shirt underneath a fun sweater, and I'm going to dance up and down the city streets and say <laughs> goodbye, Ellen. Just for you, Taz. We've got our own little Ellen here. This is so cute. Phone keeps ringing. What's going on? Is this the Taz and Ellen DeGeneres show? That's it. Taz and Ellen DeGeneres here. Who's this? Oh, did Ellen? Did Ellen just get a honk? You got a honk, Ellen. Yep, she did. <laughs> I just thought I'd give you a shout and wind you up a little bit. Uh, it, it is funny. I could see uh, with the sh- bit of a shaggier haircut. Yeah, yeah. I, I could totally see it. I could see it, too. Just got to get the, the drawing on the side of the bus changed. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day, guys. 
I, I knew something was up. It always seems like you've, no. you've had a bias against Ellen DeGeneres. And I, this morning it's been revealed that Jim's college roommates used to gave him the nickname Ellen DeGeneres because they thought he looks like Ellen. Not my roommates, just some buds from college. But I took it as a badge of honor until I heard that she was a jerk. I loved Ellen till I, till I heard the rumors. She's got a wonderful wife. Yeah, I love Arrested Development. Yeah, Portia. Who who should be more insulted, me or Ellen? Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be serious. Still me. Oh, man. We need to capitalize on this. Oh, I'm definitely doing the Dancing Around the City video for her retirement. 100%. Any, any uh, publicity photo we take now, we're going to pick the, the one that makes you look most like Ellen DeGeneres, just so maybe people will think. I, Whoa, good get. Yeah, El, Ellen's retired. They'll yeah. be like, oh, look at Ellen's ended up on the radio in southwestern in Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> Odd move, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's, she's got it all. There's one thing she doesn't have. Radio dominance in Ontario, <laughs> Canada. We have a text message. Instead of Ellen DeGeneres, we should call Jim Ellen DeGenerate. That's a pretty good nickname. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard Ellen called that before. <laughs> I can totally see it now. I can't unsee it. Yeah. That's the problem. Jim, you're very, very good looking. Ellen DeGeneres, like. You don't, you can't backpedal person. now. It's too late, Taz. <laughs> There's no need to circle back here. Can you do a quick side by side for us to post? Find find a picture of yourself looking okay. most like Ellen DeGeneres on your phone, and do a side by side of you and you and her. Okay, I'll do. Yeah, who does Jim look more like, Macaulay Culkin or Ellen DeGeneres? Because that was the other nickname yeah, yeah. the guys in college gave you. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Jeff Lowe, remember him? He's the guy who took over Joe Exotic's Zoo on Tiger King. Hmm. Uh, the biggest scumbag, perhaps, of all the scumbags on Tiger King. It's it's hard to pick a favorite scumbag, but yeah, he's near the top of the list for sure. He apparently received an anonymous letter, uh, the whereabouts of Carol Baskin's first husband's body. Uh, letters anonymous says it's under the house, and he's buried under the house. She didn't feed him to the tigers. He didn't put him under the septic tank. He is buried under the house. Hmm. Now, the FBI have requested the letter, but the producers of Tiger King Season 2 advised Jeff Lowe to hold on to it for a while. <laughs> Let's not solve a murder. Let's get ratings. Uh-huh. So he will be turning it over, he says, to the FBI. This is all according to TMZ. Uh, so they can do, like, fingerprint analysis and see if they can figure out where this letter came from, if it was hmm. a reliable source. But uh, that the would return be... address was whatever prison Joe Exotic was staying <laughs> yeah, in. Exactly. Like, I mean, if you have access to tigers, are you going to bury a body under a house? That's so much more work. Sure, but can you trust the tigers to get rid of all of the evidence? You know, because you really got to make <sighs> sure they eat every bite if you're going to be feeding your your husband to them. So it's it's a bit a bit of a risk, wouldn't you say, to go the tiger route? And that's the first place they'd look, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. The cops. I'm like, your yeah. husband goes missing, they're going directly to the tiger cage. Do you huh. want to be the cop whose job it is to have the tongue depressor, a little popsicle stick in the flashlight, though, looking <laughs> inside the tiger's mouth? 
You do have that advantage. More of a, a rake and a shovel, to be honest, but uh, you never know. Taz and Jim, congratulations to the Foo Fighters. They're getting in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hey! Yeah, Dave Grohl, already a member with Nirvana. Now he's going in with the Foo Fighters. He will be the 10th artist to be inducted with two different bands. Really? And not a surprise that Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters will be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was a matter of time. You got uh, Tina Turner, who was the fan pick. She's going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Love it. She's already in there as well as really? part of Ike and Tina Turner. Oh. And I'm sure, given the uh, the history between her and Ike, she has no problem going in there by herself. Mm-hmm. I do I do love the people that are still complaining that, like, oh, Tina Turner's not rock. Let's be, the Pandora's box has already opened. Uh, you know, there's enough. It's the Music Hall of Fame. There's no point wasting your breath. Like, let's just celebrate great musicians. Yeah, Jay-Z is going to be inducted. Mm-hmm. There know. we go. Yeah, why not? That's rap. It's not rock. Yeah, he's going in there. So. Uh, I would like you to listen to the Jay-Z Linkin Park mashup album. Exactly. That That is amazing. Yeah. Craftwork. They're going to be recognized with the Early Influence Award. Do you know Craftwork? They're that like German techno band or something, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Like electronic kind of. <laughs> Is this the most European song of all time? <laughs> fun, fun, fun on the Autobahn? Is that what he's saying? Yeah. <laughs> It is fun. You can drive as fast oh, as you want. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun on the Yacht. It's like the German Beach Boys. Here's another text. You guys making fun of craft work. Yes, that Autobahn song is a little cheesy now, but you underestimate how influential a band is. We get it. They're they're one of the first electronic bands. This listener says, guys, you want to hear some of their influence, check out the Kraftwerk song, Computer Love, and let us know if it sounds familiar. Here it is. I pulled it up. Kraftwerk, Computer Love. Wait a second. What is this? Sounds very familiar, doesn't it, Jim? Oh, yeah. I think I know what it is. I wonder if there's a lawsuit over this one. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Coldplay. Talk. Wow. It almost sounds like a cover. Yeah. It basically is. And he asked if there's a lawsuit. Coldplay went to Kraftwerk and convinced them to uh, to let them borrow the song. So there was an agreement made okay. before X and Y came out, before Coldplay put the song out with Kraftwerk. So there was not okay. a lawsuit about, about this one, but Kraftwerk is one of the, uh, the most sampled bands apparently out there. 
for hip-hop tracks, pop music, and they have been involved in a lot of lawsuits over the years because people have just been stealing their music from them. You can take a picture of something you see. <laughs> can you imagine if Coldplay's like, no, we didn't take your song. Kraftwerk? Never heard of them. <laughs> just it's a, a coincidence. A Another sunny day, 19 degrees, and nothing but sun as we get ready for a nice warm weekend with eyes getting up to around 20, 21 degrees after today. Uh, what was your outdoor activity yesterday, Jim? Uh, just walking the dog, playing with him in the backyard. That's about it. You and Bruce, did you get along from the start, or did you have to put some effort in with that relationship? Bruce the dog is was Sarah, your girlfriend's dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now that you two live together, it's your dog as well. Yeah. But what was it like at the start of the relationship? Love at first sight. So are you, was it more like you had to work to get Sarah to like you? And, yeah, I had to get Bruce her on board. <laughs> I th- but I think once a woman sees a, their dog love you, they also fall in love somehow. So it all worked out. But I think he was in it, like, the, uh, she lived in an apartment. So poor Bruce. I mean, it's not uh, not that the worst thing for a dog to be in an apartment, but it's so much better when you have a backyard. So I would... Uh, and you've got a big backyard, nice yeah, backyard. And I would um, pick him up around lunch. Uh, when I'd be done work and she'd still be out working, I'd bring him to my house and let him run around. So anytime I'd show up, his tail would be wagging and see think he'd be going for a big play. And uh, yeah, we got along right away. You think Bruce was the link? You think Bruce got you there with <laughs> Sarah? Yeah. Do you I think? couldn't hurt. Well, I think I think what it does, it kind of it's kind of like it shows you what it'd be like if you were parents to like a small degree, you know. So if you if you can like look after a dog together, you probably take care of a kid together. Two-thirds of single people would dump someone if their pet didn't approve. Here's an article (laughs) that I found. According to a poll, the best ways to make someone's pet like you are being friendly, scratching them behind the ear, and giving them treats. study also revealed 69% of people would rather be in a fight with a significant other than to be in a fight with their pet. Do you get into fights with your pets? Never once. He loves them no matter what. Like, I get mad at him. But he's always happy. Most obvious signs that your pet doesn't like somebody. They won't go near them. They claw or bite. They growl or hiss. That one's kind of a no-brainer. Hmm. When it comes to getting along with pets, you don't have second chances. If the pet doesn't like you immediately, mm-hmm. the pet will probably never like you. My, I have a go-to move. I always get along with dogs. My go-to move is uh, when you meet a dog, scratch it behind the ears first and then scratch it under the collar because if I was a dog, that's the chafiest part on your body, I would assume, right? Where the collar's always rubbing your neck and you can't touch it because it's in an awkward spot. So anytime, like, I meet a dog for the first time, I always get, like, scratch it, like, all around its collar. Mm. And I think that always wins them over. Is that kind of creepy? Is it, is it, isn't a collar kind of like the belt of a dog? It's like you're scratching the, the like, dog under the belt. No, because there's nothing Keep invisible Keep your hands above it. the collar, Jim. No, I mean, if somebody was wearing a belt and no pants. Yeah, I, I know I what think... you mean. Like when you have a cast on. If you break your arm and you have yeah. a cast, how itchy does it get underneath the cast? Totally. And you'd do anything to scratch yeah. it. And then there. half the time you see like a dog scratch itself, it's always up at its collar and you can hear the collar jingling. They can't touch. They can't get under it themselves. There's a pro tip. There you go. Seven in ten people have dated someone that their pet didn't like, and 63% of people say their pet has saved them from dating the wrong person. <laughs> I believe. 
Thank you, Rover. <laughs> really dodged a bullet there, didn't we, boy? <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.